Morning, everyone. Welcome. How's it going? How's the world treating you? I was wondering if we should talk about that. I know, right? We're like, hold our collective hearts. I keep hearing stories about, um, someone told me yesterday she had to stop her car and get out of it. She was so outraged because she couldn't even drive. Right? Yeah? You feel it in your heart? Uh, This world. We're in the right place, though, at the right time to come together. What? Live here at Spirit Rock, right? <laughs> like, can we move in? <laughs> can, we, can we move in? It's nice to have a place of refuge, right? To have a community to come to. Uh, place of refuge. Hmm. So I'm Ashley. I think most of you know. There's maybe anybody new. Is there anybody new today? Oh, you're new. I haven't met you. Well, <laughs> Kathy, nice to meet you. Um, if you could turn to your neighbor and say hello, introduce or reintroduce yourself. I think so. Yeah. I know how to turn it up if I, yeah. Uh, Spirit Rock wants to take some photos of our yoga class today. She said she's not going to get anybody's face. She'll try not to get people's faces. But Spirit Rock is starting to have more yoga programming here. And so they need to have some pictures. And that if you don't want to be in any pictures, just come talk to me after class. And we'll make sure that you are not in any of the pictures. Does that seem okay? Yeah? And I think she's going to be mostly in the back. And... She said she wanted to take pictures of men, so I told her to take pictures of him. Oh, I'm not supposed to be here. I'm supposed to be at work. <laughs> oh, they'd be evidence. Photographic evidence. All right. Um, and then I have a poem for us to start. Well, I have a couple things for us to start. So last weekend I did a um, two-day non-residential meditation um, weekend. It was so lovely with the teacher in Nam Tupton. And um, really, he was, he was talking about this thing that I want to share with you because I thought it was so brilliant. Do you know, are you familiar with the mind and how it can get kind of egocentric, obsessed thinking? You're, you're familiar with this, like, um, like worrying about yourself and worrying about your life and worrying about the world and what are you going to do and what happened yesterday and what you're going to do? You're familiar with this, right? Okay. So what we're going to do today is we're going to move from here to here. Right, So we we'll just move from here to here. It doesn't change what's going on in the world, but we change our relationship. We move from our head, from thinking, 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 down into the heart. That's many miles. It is many miles. It is a long journey, but you know what? I feel like yoga can really help with that. That's why I like having the yoga before the meditation. I think maybe why you like it too, because you come. Okay, and then I have a poem, and then we'll get started. For you, this is a roomy poem, and I'm sure some of you have heard it before, but I think it's very beautiful. Today, like every other day, we wake up empty and frightened. Don't open the door to the study and begin reading. 
take down a musical instrument. Let the beauty we love be what we do. There are hundreds of ways to kneel and kiss the ground. So can we let our practice be one of those ways to kneel and kiss the ground, right? Right? Instead of like how we're doing and how we're doing compared to our neighbor, drop down. Let's kneel and, crest, kneel and kiss the ground. And uh, let the beauty of the practice itself carry us. Okay, then it goes on. It goes on. Out beyond our ideas of wrongdoing and right doing, there is a field. I'll meet you there. So moving out of the head, which thinks this is right, that's wrong, judging, comparing, right? Moving into that field of the heart. I'll meet you there. When the soul lies down in the grass, the world is too full to talk about. Ideas, language, even the phrase each other doesn't make any sense. The breeze at dawn has secrets to tell you don't go back to sleep. You must ask for what you really want. Don't go back to sleep. People are going back and forth across the door sill where the two worlds touch. Don't go back to sleep. The door is round and open. Don't go back to sleep. So really like the doorway between the two worlds, between the head and the heart, and let's let's cross over into the heart today. So just how you are sitting, you might close your eyes. And take a long, slow, deep breath. And we'll do two or three, actually maybe even four or five, deliberate, long, slow, deep breaths. Breathing in strength and breathing out courage. So walking this path From the head to the heart, take strength and courage. Breathe in strength and breathe out courage. One more time, deliberately drawing the breath in, filling all the way up and emptying all the way out. So may this uh, practice period this morning serve you. May it serve you to your highest good. May this practice serve you so that when you leave, you have more capacity to meet the challenges of your life and more capacity to offer wisdom and compassion to this world. Let's bring the hands to touch. We'll chant the sound Om. It's a sacred sound from the Hindu tradition. It might even actually predate the Hindu tradition. It's an ancient sound said to be the first sound. It's the sound of the sacred, the preciousness of this life. We'll inhale. And then tuck your chin, tuck your chin, and bring the base of the thumb 
right up to the top of the forehead. So this is a gesture of bowing. And here we bow to the great capacity and miracle of the body and simultaneously bow to the uh, vulnerability and tenderness of the body. I could say this of the heart, bowing to the great capacity and strength of the heart and also um, bowing to the tenderness of the heart, both. Big breath in and out. Good. And then take your arms up, hallelujah style. It's Thursday, and we're going to do yoga about now. All right, so turn your wrists. You can let your arms come down and turn your wrists. And turn them in the other direction. Good morning. And then circle your elbows. Circle those elbows. Yeah, by moving the forearms. And circle in the other direction. Our yoga party is getting bigger. Can you all hear me in the back? Okay? Yeah? All right. And then circle your shoulders. And circle your jaw. I don't know if it's a circle. Just move that thing around. And make a pruny face. Make that prune face like, ooh, yuck. Inhale and let it go. All right, let's stand up. I think it's Thursday and we can stand right up. And have your feet nice and wide. Get a stage now. Have your feet nice and wide and the knees bent and we'll do the twist. So the arms will wrap around and dangle. And the weight might shift foot to foot. And it's really light and easy. Not much effort here. Now, notice how your head's going with your torso more or less. One of these times, keep it back and then let it start switching opposite. So your chin's going opposite. If you think about this a lot, it's going to be an issue. It'll be harder. Make something up. Good. Come to stillness, and we'll try grapefruit mudra. Yeah, so hands are down right in front of the chest. Gaze at the space between your hands. Big breath in and out. Good. Release the hands, and then bring your fingers together. So fingers are all together, and bring them low right in front of your top leg, lower torso. Mm -hmm. You're holding your fingers, or butterflies here. Big breath in, big breath out. Release the hands. Take your right arm, inhale it forward and up. Turn the palm out, exhale it back and down. This is your pattern. Inhale, left arm up. Palm turns out, exhale back and down. And you'll keep going at your own pace, not at my pace or your neighbor's pace, so that the practice has integrity or wholeness to your own breath, to your own capacity, moving your body like it were a musical instrument. So we're taking down the musical instrument and breathing, moving our bodies. Finish whichever arm you're doing. It doesn't matter which one. Just finish. Interlace the fingers. Have the hands palms down right above your head. And you'll polish your halo. 
you're, you came to yoga and meditation halo just like so oh make sure the palms are facing down so you can get a good polish and then polish in the other direction and notice here my shoulders are crunchy are your shoulders crunchy could be just me see what you got today this uh, miraculous yet uh, vulnerable tender body all right turn the hands palms up inhale Exhale, side bend. Inhale, up. Exhale, side bend. Inhale, up. Exhale, both arms down. Shoulders up. Inhale. Breathe out the mouth. Grapefruit mudra. Uh Look at the space between your hands or close your eyes. Breathe in courage. Breathe out strength. Release your hands. Gather your fingers up and bring them down low. Eyes are closed or gazes down. Big breath in. Big breath out. Good. Forward fold. Let your hands slide down your legs and down you go. If you have a tender back, brace your elbows on your knees so you find a way and shape that works for your body today. Respecting and honoring the body. Let your head hang as best you can. The head very much drops down. In fact, you might turn your head a little bit side to side. And you're welcome to modify things today to make things easier, to make things harder, or just to change things up. I invite you into intimacy with your physical body. You know, we can't be intimate with that which we judge. So intimate with the body, letting go of judgment. When judgment arises, say thank you for your opinion, and then reconnect. All right, hands to your hips, come on up to standing. And bring your feet together. All right, hands are bound by your sides. Big in-breath. Exhale, bend your knees, stick your tushy back, and sweep your arms forward. Inhale, stand up, arms down, legs straight. And that's your pattern. So exhale takes you down. And inhale takes you up. And you'll do, oh, three, four more of these. Moving meditation. Move the breath through. Sing your yoga song, whatever that song might be today. And our yoga party will meet with the knees bent and the arms forward. Mm -hmm. Shift your weight into the heels so that the knees are less over the toes. Yeah, so weights backwards. And then uh, engage your belly muscles a little bit or tighten them. But tighten's too strong a word. There's like a little belly muscle tone, like a low belly tone below the navel. Uh, Inhale, up. Stay standing, exhale, down. Shoulders up, inhale. Breathe out your mouth. Mm -hmm. Separate the feet. Unlock your knees. Grapefruit mudra. Uh, One breath, breathe in courage. Breathe out strength. Release the hands. 
gather the fingers, bring them down. As your fingers are gathered, also have a sense of a lift through the chest, an uprightness. Let your body learn from this upright stance with the chest open. Uh Big breath in, big breath out. Slide your hands down your legs into your forward fold. And I do believe we could try a downward facing dog. So hands will maybe walk up to the top of the mat if you're in the middle and feet will walk out to the back of the mat. Uh And then um, let's press. Oh, how is it? How are the parts today? Are they stiff? I took a survey. Everybody over 12 told me they were stiff. So, yeah, it's this little stiffness. Let's press into the right heel. Lean into the right heel. Uh-huh. And take a big breath here. And then press and lean into the left heel. And you'll take a big breath there. Good. Press both feet down. And you'll shift all the way forward onto your stomach. So you'll come all the way down. And then sphinx pose. So you walk your hands and elbows forward. So it's something like this. With the chest upright. Fingers spread. Uh Lift the chest. Push the elbows down. And then give me a little tiny no with your head. Don't do a full range of motion, but like a half range. No with your head side to side. Mm -hmm. And then drop your head down. Lift your navel and even lift your hips back and up a little bit. Your knees will stay on the floor. And suddenly we're in a strength building exercise. Right away, put your hips back down. Lift your chest. Lift your chin. Uh Drop your head. Lift your navel. Lift your hips. Keep your hips here. Gaze forward at your fingertips. Push your elbows down into the floor. Good. Drop your hips down. Lift your chest, lift your head, and we'll do one more of these. Drop your head, lift your navel, lift your hips, gaze at the fingers, and if you wanted extra challenge, you could curl the toes under and lift the knees up. That would be an optional option, and the whole class is optional, but that in particular is optional, and if possible, your hips are off the floor right now, but you can always come back next week. I'm planning to be here. God willing. All right, let your hips come down, and uh, you'll push back into child's pose. So knees wide, toes together, hips back. Uh, Let your head rest down. Uh, There are hundreds of ways to kneel and kiss the ground. So it's a kind of bowing down. Is it possible to refresh yourself with this pose? Refresh yourself with this moment. Take one full breath in, breathing in strength, and breathe out courage. And then our yoga party will meet in downward facing dog.
Good. And you'll take, oh, maybe two or three breaths here. Look at the top of your thighs. Yeah, so the back of the neck is released. And the hands, as you exhale, push your hands forward and down into that mat. So you're really um, pushing each time you exhale to take your hips back and up. Okay, and then this part's maybe not going to be so graceful, but that's okay. Nobody said yoga had to be graceful. Let's walk the feet up to the hands. Uh huh. Hands to your hips and come on up to standing. Uh huh. Bring your feet together. Hands down by your sides. Exhale, bend the knees, arms forward. Inhale, standing up. So two more of those. And this third time, you'll stay. Shift your weight back. Use your arms reaching to counterbalance how far back the weight's gone. And then lift up your low belly, just a little low belly tone. Oh, and breathing. That's important. At least at 12.15 today. Nostril hairs blowing in the yoga wind. Of breathing. All right, come on up to standing. Inhale, both arms up. Stay standing. Exhale, arms down. Shoulders up. Inhale, out the mouth. Separate the feet. Grapefruit mudra. Okay, now I'm going to leave you on, the, on your own. Please count two breaths. And when you've done two breaths, you'll go to the next uh, mudra, the next hand shape with the fingers together. This one, have your chest lifted so you're strong. Voila, perfecto mundo. Let's turn to the right side of the room. Take your feet nice and wide. Turn your right toes to the right for our very regular warrior two Tai Chi in the park experience. You'll bend the right knee and the arms are out to the side. All right, and then with the breath, right, we're, we're using our body as a musical instrument today. You'll inhale up and exhale, bend the knee and arms out. Uh-huh, do two more, so not a ton of them. Like you're singing your song, moving meditation. And then our yoga party will meet here in warrior two. Turn your gaze out over your right hand. Uh-huh. And now this pose that you're holding, this pose is called warrior pose. You might have heard that before, right? Warrior, Virabhadrasana. See, if, especially if you haven't fe- been feeling very courageous recently, that could be the case. See if this body, may, uh, this body shape feels warrior-like or courageous or strong. And for some people, the answer will be no, but some of you might feel that the body could learn from the shape. And I do know that everybody's different, so maybe some of you, maybe not everybody, can have a sense of courage, like teaching your body courage in this shape. 
Vitality. Good. Straighten the leg, bring the arms down, and switch sides. Mm -hmm. So the left knee will bend, and the arms come out to the sides. And here we go with the breath. Three of them. Inhale up, and exhale out. See if you can do two more without me counting. So two more. Just like so. And then here, once you've done your total of three, we hold that warrior two, that virabhadrasana, that courage pose with the chest lifted. For some of you, you might be able to sense the midline of you like the the midline, your nose, the middle of your throat, your sternum, your navel, your pubic bone, this midline, and the arms are reaching wide, front to back, away from this very center, this very midline of you, and the breath is breathing. And you might even be thinking, that's fine too, you can notice that as we bear witness to this human condition. One more breath. Let the arms come down straight in the leg. Turn all ten toes this direction to the long end of your mat. Hands on your hips. Inhale, lift the chest. And exhale, forward fold. Hands will come down to the floor. Let your head hang. Uh And then here in this shape, there's also a little bit of a low belly lift, a low belly tone situation And so I'd like you to actually do the opposite in order to feel that lift a little better. So bunch up your low belly and poke it out. And then push out your low belly and then do the opposite. Hollow it up and in. So there's a sense of a little support there for your lower back. Uh Uh-huh. Come off of autopilot and notice how this shape feels. We use the yoga to help us wake up. We're not going back to sleep, but we're waking up just like the Buddha. The Buddha himself, the name the Buddha means awakened one. Can wake up to the mystery of life, the preciousness of life. Let's bring the hands to the hips and come on up to standing. Feet will come a little closer, not all the way close. Hands will come to Grapefruit Mudra here at the heart. And your task is to do two breaths and then the next mudra at your own pace. Count the breath yourself. Courage and strength. When you get to the next mudra with the fingers together, lift the chest. The elbows are back a little bit. Chest is lifted. Good. Take your legs out wide. Oh, wider than they are. Back to that warrior two. Turn your right toes to the right. Bend the knee. Arms are out. Does it help you to count the breaths yourself? All right. All right, two Thai cheese in the park on your own. And then notice warrior two. You'll straighten the right leg 
and shift into triangle pose, Utita Trikonasana. So right leg straight for this one. Good. And you tip over a little bit. And then you hold steady. So the reason for the breath counting is to help focus and calm the mind. So I don't know. I can get lost. If someone tells me to count three breaths and do something else, I can get lost between one and three. Maybe you can't, but I can. So it helps focus the mind a little bit and calm the mind is the idea. If the counting of the breath is feeling agitating, ah, chuck it out the window. You don't have to do it. So that the technique is not the sacred thing, but your heart is. Let's come on up. Let your arms come down. And you'll turn your feet to the other side. And the left knee will bend and the arms will come back out to the sides. And you'll have two Tai Chi's in the park, just like so. Moving meditation. You might sense the space around you as your body moves through that space. And once you get to your second warrior two, you just notice, doesn't take but a millisecond, and then straighten the left leg and tip over into your triangle pose, Utita Trikonasana, with this mystery of a body. It's kind of cool how the body will sweat when it needs to cool down. I mean, you ever think about it like water? Water, when you cry, water comes out of your eyes. It's like, I don't know how that happens. Is there like a little pocket of water waiting when you start crying? I don't know. It's like this mystery of the body and how you can breathe and how your heart is just pumping like so, so that you're alive and good thing you don't have to think about it. And your fingernails are growing just right now. As far as I can tell, come on up. Uh-huh, and bring the feet together. Ah, just take a pause. I'm not going to give any instructions for a moment. Just a pause. There's nothing to be done. All right. And then you'll take your feet back out wide. And we have our last time. Right toes turn to the right. Right knee bends. Warrior two, and you guessed it, one Tai Chi in the park. Inhale and exhale. Now, here's our next pattern. Side bend over to the left. So your left hand goes down and your right arm goes up. Your legs will stay the same. We'll side bend in the other direction. Your right arm goes down. Left arm's up. Back and forth at your own pace. Uh, To help with balance, do keep pushing your feet into the floor, especially when you're coming up out of the side bending. You want to keep the feet pressing into the floor. Now, our yoga party is going to meet with the right arm down and the left arm up, and you'll stay. See how long you can make that whole left side of the body. So push the left foot down. Reach the left arm up. Jaw soft. Eyes soft. Okay, we're going to be wild because it's... Thursday, almost at Friday. Take both hands to the floor to the inside of this right foot. Wiggle the right foot a little more to the right. 
Let your back heel rotate off the floor. So the toes stay down, but the heel rotates. Uh huh. And then lift your belly. Push your fingertips into the floor and tone your low belly. Uh huh. Take a big breath. And then you'll step back into downward facing dog. You might have to adjust where your hands are. We've gone backwards because you never know when life is going to turn you around. Things will be different. Could happen at any moment. Uh huh. Release your neck. Now, lift your heels up today. Lift those heels up. Let your tushy go high.、Uh, remember to look towards the thighs, the top of the thighs, so the back of the neck is long.、Mm-hmm. Shift forward to plank pose, like you were going to do a push up. And if you have tender wrists, climb down on your elbows. Ooh, keep your hips up a little bit more, even more. Yeah, for your lower back. Gazes forward. I'll be back in 10 minutes. Oh my God, that would be the yoga, wouldn't it? Oh, good Lord. Two more breaths, not 10 minutes, two more breaths. And then put your knees on the floor and go into child's pose. Toes are together, knees are wide, and you back up and shift down into the pause. Uh-huh. Let the stomach, the place you put the food, let it go soft. That also is some sort of extraordinary miracle, this thing where we can eat food and then it turns into energy and bones and blood. It's really quite mysterious and miraculous. You put things in one side. Comes out the other. Take one more breath. And then you'll climb all the way up to standing. I'm not going to give you instructions on standing up. I think you can figure out how to stand up for yourself and we'll face the windows again over here. And you'll take your legs wide.、Uh-huh. Uh, what is it? The left toes turn to the top of the mat and the knee bends. And then the arms are out. We're on number one. One Tai Chi in the park, just like so. One Tai Chi.、Mm-hmm. And then we had a side bend. So let your right arm come down, left arm up. And then the other way. So the legs will stay the same. It's just the upper body that's waving back and forth. Push the feet into the floor to get up so you can side bend to the back of the room. Yeah. And then back, back and forth. Moving meditation. Like this was your purpose in life, this moment. And our yoga party will meet with the left arm down and the right arm up and the whole right side of the body, make it long. And you might even actually engage your right tushy a little bit, just, you know, a little right tushy engagement. Your right quadriceps are in, squeezing in on the bones, that's your thigh muscles, and your right foot's pushing down, and your right arm's reaching up, and you're breathing, your jaw's soft, observing. Observing. 
from the heart. Observing from the heart, not from the place of this is right, this is wrong. That will happen, that's the habit of the mind. And in fact, we need our minds. The minds are powerful tools. But the mind makes a poor master. Right? Our hearts, we can lift from the hearts. Let's take both hands down to the floor, to the inside of the left foot. Walk your left foot a little bit to the left. This might be awkward for you. Let the back heel rotate up. Uh-huh. And you're going to push your fingertips into the floor a lot and lift up your belly. Almost like you could levitate here, which I don't think you can, but as if you could levitate here. Uh-huh. Big breath. And you'll step back into downward facing dog. Now, here's your task. Two slow breath in downward dog. And then two slow breath in plank. After you've done your two slow breath in plank, you have child's pose. This movement from the head to the heart. Courage. Come up to hands and knees. We won't stay in case your knees are tender. Curl your toes under, but don't go to downward dog. We're going to go to a forward bend. Make sure your feet are wide, shoulder width. Uh-huh. And you'll hang over here. Take a hold of your elbows, right hand to the left, left hand to the right. Uh-huh. See if you can get that low belly scoop. That's important. And let your head drop. Uh-huh. And then you count one breath, breathe in strength and breathe out courage. And when you finish, you'll come up to standing. Great fruit mudra. Sense the space inside your hands. Sense the space uh, inside your chest. And then release and take your fingers together. Right down low, lift your chest, elbows back. Uh, Chest is exaggerated lift. And then pour the weight into the feet. And release. Let's um, take the right arm up, have the hand palm down. I think you get a good job. Good job, yogis. And you'll take the left hand and you'll pull the elbow in and side bend a little bit over to the left. Uh, can you breathe while you're here? Somehow breathing in this side bend seems to be a little difficult. And there's this tiny little adjustment. It's not big where you lean back just a hair. Yeah. Okay. Come on up. 
And let the arm come down and see, does it tingle on the way down? Maybe yes, maybe no. Okay. And then the left arm will come up, hands palm down back there. And you'll pull the elbow in. And you get a bit of a side bend. And do try to remember to breathe while you're side bending. And do also have a sense of connecting to the feeling of the floor. So that you actually can feel your feet under you. Go ahead and come on up and let the arm come down and notice if it tingles. Okay. You'll have the right foot forward, left foot back. Now this is pyramid pose. And it's pyramid pose because the legs are kind of making a pyramid, a triangular shape. And your feet are not on a straight line like a balance beam. Your feet are side to side, hip width. Arms will come out to the sides. Okay, turn your arms down, hands come behind you. Some of you will get reverse namaste with the palms together, fingers up, and some of you will need to come back next week. If that's the case, grab your forearms. Uh Big inhale wherever you are, and then exhale, tip forward until you feel a bit of a stretch. I always feel like yoga is like Goldilocks and her porridge. We want the the porridge, the stretch to be not too hot, not too cold. Uh, Front leg is straight or straight-ish. Right leg straight or straight-ish. And push a little bit of weight into the back leg. Nice. Lots of arm variations. It's lovely. Did you ever notice that people come in all different sizes and shapes? Like somebody can be over seven feet tall and then somebody could be maybe four feet tall and it's all like within the range of humanness. Go ahead and come on up. If you can, keep your arms the same. If they need to come out, they can come to your hips. You'll bend your right knee, lift the back leg off the floor. Try and keep your gaze really steady. Uh, So just some amount of tip forward. The worst is going to happen is you fall over a little bit. Uh Yeah, a little teeny lift in your chest like a cobrita. Good. Okay, let's stand on two feet. It's easier. Generally easier on two feet. Shake out your hands. So we have now pyramid pose with the left foot forward and the right foot back. And remember, the feet aren't on a balance beam line. They're hip width, side to side. Yeah, that's good. Uh, And turn your hips to face the front of the room or invite them to. The hands will come out to the sides. Thumbs turned down, hands come behind. You might get reverse namaste. Probably you get your forms. Yeah. Do what you can, don't do what you can't. That's good instructions for life, right? And then we have to know what the difference is. Inhale, lift the chest. Exhale, tip forward. I think there's a serenity prayer about that, right? And that has courage in the words in that one. God grant me the courage, I think, our wisdom. Oh, the wisdom and the courage, and we need both. Breathe a lot, whichever shape you're in. If your mind tells you a judgment, an idea about wrongdoing or right doing, say thank you for your opinion and put it aside. Never mind, that's what the mind does. Move into the uh, felt sense, the heart. Let's go ahead and come up. Uh, Your hands can stay here if they can. If not, they come to the hips. 
You'll bend the left knee and lift that back leg off. Fix your gaze tight. Be strong. Fix that gaze. Gaze. Don't let it waver. Lock it in. And you'll stand on two feet. All righty. All right, here we go. Right arm comes up and over. Left hand's out to the side. Turn the thumb down and bring the hand behind. See if your fingers touch. It helps to have big hands and long arms. If your fingers don't touch, let the hands just rest where they may. Inhale, lift the chest. Point the elbows away from each other. And then optional is tipping forward with a long, flat spine a little bit. I find that makes it even stronger, which you may or may not want to do. Remember, Goldilocks and her porridge, just right. Not too hot, not too cold. Uh Uh-huh, come on up. Now, we're going to let the top arm come down first. The bottom arm, to get it out, let it slide out. Sort of like a broken wing. And then give it a spin. Okay, left arm will come up and over, palm down. Right arm goes out to the side. You'll turn the thumb down, hand comes behind. Ooh, this side's much harder for me. Is it harder for you too? All right, so the hands, if they touch, they touch. Yeah. And if not, then just let the hands rest on the back. That'll be fine too. But do reach the elbows away from each other like they're... Pulling away from each other a little bit. And you're breathing, right? Breathing's important. That's important. And then that option, which a lot of you did, but I'm not doing on this side for sure, is tipping forward some. Keep the spine as long as you can. Uh Breathe a lot. Mm -hmm. Okie dokie, artichokies. Come on up. And you'll let first the top arm out. And then this bottom arm's got to... Slide out and give it a swirl. Mm -hmm. Let's take both arms up and back. Uh Do that a couple times. Uh, One more time. All right. Have a seat on your derriere. Your legs can be stuck out in front of you. They can be crisscrossed, just however they're comfortable for a moment. Take your hands behind you and pull them back. Lift the chest. Some of you might be able to get the heels of the hands together, but that might be asking a little too much. So just see. Go steady. Go patient. Be kind to your body. Think of all the things it's done for you. I was about to say to you. (laughs) Both, right? Right? Remember at the beginning we bow to the capacity and the vulnerability. Both. We have both. We have to respect both. Okay. And then release. And then do sit crisscross. If you have a knee that's unhappy, you have a couple choices. You could put a blanket, uh, like a cushion or blanket under it. And if that doesn't help, just straighten out the leg. It could be both knees. You could have cushions under both knees, or you could have both legs straight. So just see what you got, and uh, you'll tip forward. 
We'll tip forward some amount. For those of you that have uh, more flexibility, push your hands into the floor a little bit to keep your tushy weighted. And again, uh, if the cushion under the knee doesn't help, you can straighten that leg out so you can make the pose different depending on your body. I feel like this. Why, one of the reasons I'm emphasizing courage is really to admit that something is tender sometimes takes some courage. It's like we're trained in our culture to, um, it's, it's maybe even in our physiology actually, trained to, to hide if something is vulnerable or difficult. And really those, those spots, those tender spots, those are the doorways into courage and connection and intimacy and compassion. Okay, come on up. And if you have your legs crisscross, other foot in front. Mm-hmm. And again, you can do this with straight legs. There are a lot of variations. It's fine. And you'll tip forward again some amount. Now, I'll give you a breathing uh, visualization or imagination. I'm not sure what you would call it. Inhale, sense and feel or visualize down the back spine all the way to the tip of the tailbone. And then exhale and bring your mind, trace your attention up the front of the spine. So that would be deep inside your belly. So inhale, trace down all the way to the tip of the uh, tailbone. And exhale, trace up. Like the attention were kind. Kind touch. Okay, come on up. And stick your legs out in front of you. Lift your chest up. And have your fingers gathered, elbows back. You might need to have your knees bent. If you have tighter hamstrings, knees bent are here. I'm looking for uprightness in the chest. Fingers together, elbows back. A big breath. Open the knees out, bottoms of the feet touch. And the feet are not close in, they're quite far forward. And you tip forward. And again, you can do this with straight legs as needed. Breathe in, and as you breathe in, trace your attention down the spine to the tip of the tailbone, and as you breathe out, the attention up the spine. Walk your hands over to the right. Reach your left hand along out a little bit more. And then here, breathing, the same pattern. Courage and strength. Okay, hands back to the center and over to the other side. When you walk the hands to the left, reach the right arm over.
hands back to the center, and come on up and you'll straighten your legs. All right, we're going to do something. Point your toes. Uh, Can your right leg lift up? And your left leg? And then your right. Just a few of these. I did get this one. (laughs) It's kind of hard, right? It's pretty hard. Do both come off? No. (laughs) Some of them. Mine don't. Some of you do. All right. Knees on the uh, feet on the floor. And uh, you might have to scooch forward and come off the cushions. Because we're going to do a slow, slow, all the way down. Once you get down, hands behind your head, elbows wide. Uh, Lift the shoulders and the head up. Keep the shoulders and the head up. Turn your nose towards the ceiling. Let your head rest a little bit into your hands. Uh Uh-huh. And engage your low belly a little bit too, like you could hollow it back towards the back body. Good. Come on down. Take your feet up off the ground. Knees will come straight up from the hips. And exhale, head and shoulders will come up again. Uh, Let the head rest. Even though the shoulders are off the floor, let the head rest a little bit into the hands. Pull the knees towards each other. Uh Spread your yoga toes. Good. Head comes down. Feet come down. Hands come down by your sides. Lift your tushy up. might tuck your shoulders under. Yeah, no cushion under the head for this one with your tushy up. No cushion under the head. You can put it right back when we come out, but for this pose in particular, just for your neck. Have a sense of standing on your feet. And here, your task, if you so choose, is to breathe three times slow and come down. Once you've come down, pull both knees into the chest. Ah, How is this? Yeah? Keep both hands around the right knee. Extend your left leg forward and onto the floor. Both hands around the right and the other legs forward and on the floor. Good. And then let's take the knee across the body for the twist. So you'll probably let go of the right hand and the knee comes over. You might like to reach your right arm out a little bit. Turn your head away over to the right. Uh, Surfaces of the teeth do not touch. Surfaces of the teeth do not touch. The belly soft. Mm-hmm. 
notice the sounds of the crickets. I think they're crickets, right? Nature around us. Okay, let's come onto your back. And you'll switch legs. You might need to straighten yourself out. And at some point, you have your left knee up. Everybody's going at a different pace. That's, that's good. And we end up in the twist. Your left arm might open out to the left a little bit. Okay, let's have you come up and stretch yourself out. Now, if you feel like you might get a little cold, because the body temperature will drop here, so you could put on your socks or sweater. If you have problems with a cough, you can rest on your side. So problems with a cough, rest on your side. Um, Otherwise, you can rest on your back. And here, you might want to put a pillow under your head. Or something under your knees. Just make yourself as comfortable as possible. Are you so <clears throat> this shape? We don't always get as relaxed as we had hoped. That can happen. That doesn't mean you're doing it wrong. It just means that can happen. That's the human experience. Deliberately relax a little bit through your neck and shoulders. Soften the hinge of the jaw. Let your eyes relax. The eyes settle back and down. Deepening into the face like stars in the night sky. Just for a moment, 
Unstick your tongue from the roof of the mouth. To relax it and then just let it be wherever it finishes. If you're feeling peaceful, you might not be. But if you are feeling peaceful, savor that.
Let's take a deep breath. You'll bend your knees one at a time and place your feet on the floor. And you'll roll to your right side. And just linger there for a moment. Linger on your side. So you'll make your way up to a seated position so that we can come to meditation. If you'd like to meditate in a chair, just leave your stuff. You don't need to roll up the mats. You just, if you want to sit in a chair, just get up and go get a chair. If there's not a chair in the row, you can grab. There's more chairs. If you're sitting on the floor, just leave your mat and go ahead and find a way to sit. You might put the big square cushion under you. We're not looking for a perfect meditation today. You're off the hook. Just whatever you get is what you get. And when the mind um, starts to think, notice I didn't say if. I said, when the mind starts to think, just say to yourself, bless this thought. You know, the mind's trying to help you. It's trying to figure things out. So when the mind starts to think, just say, thank you for this thought and put it aside. Bless this thought and put it aside. So here, at the beginning of our meditation, use some deliberate, deep breathing. This will be um, not your natural breath, a longer, slower inhale, long, slow exhale. As you inhale, let the breath fill the ribs so the ribs will expand and lift. Longer, slower, exhale, empty out all the way to the end.
A few more long, slow, deep breaths. Let your breath then return to spontaneous and natural. And see today, for today's meditation, if you can rest in your heart. If it would help you, you could take a hand and touch your head and then touch your heart at any time. Together we create a field of compassion, a field of kind attention. You notice restlessness, just name it, restlessness or sleepiness. Or peace.
try to create anything. Rest, rest in your heart.
Sure, that if something is uh, difficult or just slightly difficult with the meditation, that that's actually part of the process. Doesn't mean you're doing it wrong. All uh, have difficult moments in meditation. If that's happening, it might not be happening. You don't need to look for it. It is. Uh, respond in the same way that you would to a, a close friend who is having a difficult moment. witness together in this field of kind, compassionate attention.
someone that you love, someone that it's easy to love. It could be a pet. It could be a spiritual figure. It could be a grandchild or a niece or nephew. I uh, imagine them smiling. Oh, that they, they too have their difficulties in life. Love our blessings to them. I repeat in your mind, may you be safe. And then invite into your heart, invite into your heart, your family, and your friends, your loved ones. Well, seated with you, maybe to your right. shows up fight in a difficult person Not the most difficult person that you've ever met, but maybe, but maybe not. Just a difficult person. When you're having difficulty with. Here, all we need is the wish to wish happiness. open to all beings, all beings, all women across the world, bearing children, caring for their families, working. The women across the world, here in California, 
across this country. All women everywhere be safe. All women know peace. Amen. And the men in California, the men in Canada, in South America, lives loving all men. all of the animals, animals of the earth and the air.
Right. So, next we gather up here. So you can roll up your mat. We're going to make two semicircles. One for people sitting on the floor and one just behind for people sitting in chairs. And we'll come quite forward. Um, You can put your mat away. Keep the cushions if you want to stay on the floor. Take your time if your foot's gone to sleep. How is the meditation? Hmm? All right. Yeah, some good. You like the meta at the end. Yeah, me too. Can y'all come in a little closer? Because there's a big gap right here. Yeah. Are there any comments or questions about the meditation while we're still getting settled? My leg went to sleep today. Did anybody else's? Some sleepy legs. Tingly legs. Answer questions. Anybody hate the meta? Would you admit it? Metta is, uh, I think maybe, I'm assuming everybody knows that word, but maybe not. Metta is the fancy uh, poly language word for loving kindness that we did the guided at the end. It's uh, called a metta practice. There are many variations of it, of metta practice. So no comments or questions about the meditation? No? All right. I'll be here at the end. It's like there's a spot like we were waiting for you. Um, If you have questions that you don't want to ask in front of everybody, you can ask at the end. Let's do names. Let's hear today. I want to hear where you came from this morning. So it'll be like this. Ashley and uh, the East Bay, Richmond. Let me have you start. Mark Novato. Lana Tiburon. This is so we can organize carpools. <laughs> Maya Woodacre. Jim Larkspur. 
Kathy Novato. Ruby, I came from Oakland. Nancy Bolinas. Carol San Anselmo. Caroline Fairfax. Sandra San Anselmo. Molly Woodacre. Marianne Stinson Beach. Becky Fairfax. Janice Fairfax. Gay Woodacre. Amy Tiburon. Richard Sarafel. Adam Sarafel. Tom Berkeley. Bana Petaluma. Karen Novato. Joe Richmond. Terry Inverness. I think. Oh, oh. On the spot, your name and where you drove from this morning. My name is Devora, and I drove from across the street in Woodacre. Ah. <laughs> I should have biked. <laughs> big commute. It's a big commute for you. So welcome, everyone. Last week, some of you were here last week. Some of you weren't. Last week, I talked about uh, tanha, which is the fancy word for craving or thirst. You know that thing that happens where we get stuck on things? You're familiar with that too, right? Like that craving for things. Um, so I'm going to talk. Last week I said I would talk a little bit about, well, what do we do about that thing, that tanha, that thirst, that craving? So uh, Dogen, who's um, not in this tradition of a teacher, but I'm going to quote him anyway. Dogen talks about conscious mind, our consciousness, our heart, to be like water. And uh, our consciousness, our heart, can be like water in a free flow, but sometimes water can get frozen, right? It can get hard. So water in its nature is, is flow and is pristine and beautiful, but we can get some uh, frozen spots. Um, water, it, it can like feel like frozen spot in our body. Do you ever have that feeling of like a really stuck spot in the body or a stuck spot in the heart? We can get uh, fear. It could be fear. It could be anger. Like these uh, knots, they're called. And actually in yoga, we have this word uh, knot, granta, where we, we say there's knots. And it could be a knot like in, you know, spot in the physical body, but it also could be a knot in the heart. It could be a a knot in our consciousness, in our heart-mind that normally could flow, like in its natural state flows, but it gets frozen. Places where the heart isn't open, where there's some knot and where the energy doesn't flow anymore. It's a stoppage. Not in the channels. And it could be in the body or in the heart. It could be anger, and um, right now, you might be able to locate it in your experience right now. Like, oh, yeah, I've got a knot right here. 
It could be a spasm in your back, or it could be a pain in your stomach, or a tightness in your chest. Right? We, we all have little knots, and sometimes they can be big knots. But we're, we're gathered together, actually, in this field. I didn't ask how you were doing. Sometimes we do a one-word check-in. But we can assume that some of you are feeling peaceful, and some of you are feeling sleepy, and some of you are feeling agitated. Can I assume that? Right? Like we're gathered together in this field and we just meditated together and we created this really beautiful field of awareness or field of compassionate attention in which we can, um, in a very spacious way, hold those frozen spots. That we come together and part of the task of community to come together and hold, hold ourselves in kindness. And that we're, uh, we are actually sensitive beings. We, sometimes we can sense these frozen spots in other people. We can notice this um, frozen, these knots. And that everybody has a frozen spot. That nobody's exempted from this in this life. Uh, and we may not be able to articulate it. It might not be clear. It might be not like a sense of an intellectual thing. Like, oh, I have a knot here and it's from a holding in my heart around blah 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 it might not be that intellectual it might be just a sense it could be a deep-seated resentment or a fear or a deep a deep longing a deep tanha thirst uh, maybe you can't name it but we all have it or maybe you're sitting here thinking oh, I really don't like what she's talking about I don't want to think about my knots I don't want to think about my frozen spots. I didn't come here to think about those spots. You could have a version. But really, um, we could be radical right now and all of us in some way bring into this beautiful field of awareness that we've created, bring up our frozen spots so that they can be seen and loved and healed. So, can we do it? Can we bring up our frozen spots? Let's take a pause. This is a very metaphorical. It's like poetic. It's not a literal thing. We can bring up our frozen spots into the field of compassionate awareness. You can bring to the surface your guilt, your resentment, your irritation, your fear, your sadness, your grief. Right into this field of non-judgment field of awareness where we can see it. And we can see that these frozen spots, these um, hard spots come with pain. Yes? This is, this is suffering. This is dukkha. This frozen spots in our hearts. That we can be holding on to strong emotions. We can be holding on to views and beliefs that um, create frozen spots. Um, even sometimes our spiritual beliefs can turn into frozen spots. And the water, the water of our hearts can't flow when that happens with the frozen spots. And this water that is our heart, that is our consciousness, is sacred. It's beautiful. It's this water of life, you could say. Um, in the yoga tradition, it's talked about the rivers being um, the rivers being sacred, like the Ganges River. And if you go to India, people bow and make prostrations, and they float candles on the water, and they float uh, flowers down the water. So this sacred water that really is not different than our hearts. 
and to melt um, the frozen spots that we all have that I've called up into the room. Uh, we need love. We need this love. And I don't mean like um, petty or clinging kind of love. I mean divine love, like the powerful kind of love that's um, beyond Buddhism or beyond Christianity and beyond actually us and yet not separate from us, this a flow of love. There are a thousand different ways of inviting love into our hearts. That was in the poem at the beginning. There are a thousand different ways to kneel and kiss the ground. There are a thousand different ways to invite this love, this flow into our hearts. In the yoga tradition, it's talked about as bhakti yoga. And you don't have to be a yoga person to do bhakti yoga, this bowing to this... uh, bowing to and acknowledging the divine love, the sacred, to surrender to that. You can be a Buddhist, you can be an atheist maybe, and bow to this kind of divine love because it's beyond religion what I'm talking about. We can go inside our hearts and invite divine love, love for the truth, Love for nature. This happens to me when I go out in nature. I'm at the ocean, right? That sense of divine love, our mystery. Maybe mystery is a better word for you, right? That sense of connection, of divine love. Uh, It could be love towards your family and friends. We did a loving kindness practice at the end. Love towards all beings on this earth. All the children, all the men and the women and the animals all the creatures. Or maybe if your mind is inclined towards the yoga tradition or some of the um, Vajrayana or Buddhist traditions, love towards the avatars. We hear about Tara, the goddess of compassion, who sits, right? She sits with one leg forward so she can get up and act, right? So maybe for you, you can connect to this divine love through the different avatars, this, uh, or Shiva, you might have heard of Shiva, the god of destruction, who takes everything away and washes us clear, and then something new can bloom. Like when there's a forest fire, like the next year, everything comes like there's a bloom, right? So we can write poems and hymns, maybe, with this sense of divine love. I love Mary Oliver. I think some of you know Mary Oliver. I bring Mary Oliver in fairly often. I feel like her poetry is this sense of a hymn to nature, a hymn to existence, hymns to the universe. So maybe you don't relate to Shiva or Tara, or maybe you don't relate to the word love, but what I'm talking about is beyond that, right? Like this divine, sacred something. And you can go inside and meditate on this, like we did at the end of the practice. So we have... In our tradition and in some of the other Buddhist traditions, this practice of um, cultivating our hearts, cultivating our hearts, cultivating this sense of flow, the sense of love that can really meet the frozen spots. So the question last week was, well, what do I do when I'm holding on? What do I do when there's tanha? What do we do when we meet the frozen spot? And this is love. We turn towards it with care and kindness and compassion. So there's a a teaching in our tradition where we repeat phrases, and you've heard of this, right? Because we just did it, like, may you be safe, or may you be happy. And there's a really simple mantra, which is, um, may all sentient beings have happiness and the cause of happiness. 
So may all sentient beings have happiness in the causes of happiness. And the instruction is to just start saying the phrase. Do you just start? Even if you don't feel it. Like during the um, guided part when I said the difficult person, I said you don't have to have the feeling. You might just have the wish to have the wish for it. Right? So when I plant carrots in my garden, a carrot seed does not look like a carrot. So we're just planting this little seed, right? So may all beings, and we can start to repeat the phrase, uh, may all sentient beings have happiness in the cause of happiness. Now, we all have obstacles. You might have noticed this. We have obstacles all the time. We have inner obstacles. We have inner obstacles inside ourselves, our fear, our neuroses. We have outer obstacles. Get a flat tire. That can happen sometimes. Lose your job. That could be an obstacle. Or whatever, you know, break up. Like, we all have obstacles, right? Um, the, and the outer obstacles can be the sort of ordinary challenges of everyday life and our health. And the question then becomes, how do we deal with these challenges, these obstacles? How do we work with the challenges so that we can no longer be afraid of the obstacles and the challenges, whether they're inner or outer? And how we do this is we learn to uh, work with our challenges with this uh, secret. It's quite simple, which is love or whatever word you want to use, mystery or compassion, this sacred flow that is our own consciousness and heart. When we meet the challenge, we can meet it with love or care. It's a big training. It's a big training. I feel like for myself, um, it's like starting to seep in. It's really cool. It's like um, it's like there's a sidewalk and there's a little crack in the sidewalk and the grass is starting to grow up and it's making the sidewalk crack even more. It's like we start to water this, this practice because it's a practice. I don't know. If you're like me, maybe you have this, maybe you don't. But culturally, and I feel like I grew up, I learned very clearly how to um, criticize myself and then go into this sort of shame kind of spiral. Why did I do that? I shouldn't have done that. Or I don't like this about myself. And blah, blah, blah. You're familiar with that? Like, uh, uh, yeah. And it's like, uh. I don't even have to say the words, right? You know. And it's like, then, like, this kind of happens. Mine usually involves um, the couch and some ice cream, right? Like, this, this kind of thing. And the instruction is to actually meet that with love and compassion. That, um, you know, Pema Chodron talks about this. She, she talks about how we come to spiritual practice. We come to it wanting to change ourselves. And of course we want to change ourselves, but that very idea of wanting to change ourselves is in itself a, a violence or an aggression against who we are. And it seems to me the longer I practice this path, it's more about loving who I am. And then from there, the changes happen. But if I love who I am so that I can change, that's not going to work out, right? Do you see what I mean? Like It's like a paradox. We are invited, really, to just love who we are with all of our human imperfections, our perfect, imp- perfect imperfectness. 
Um, I like to think about every time I teach a yoga class that it's the imperfectionist club. Some of you have heard me talk about this. The imperfectionist club, and you're all invited. And uh, even if you're perfect, you can be part of my club. And we meet every time we have a yoga class or meditation, too. Uh, Sometimes we think we're supposed to be really quiet and peaceful, the whole meditation, but that's not what we always get because we have a heart and it has frozen spots or we have obstacles, inner and outer obstacles. Sometimes we sit down to meditate and we get a knee pain or we get, you know, the heart worries and our mind worries about our lives because of care, out of care. And so the instruction is to turn towards and love. Come from here to here. Move from the ideas of right and wrong into that field. I'm quoting the poem from the beginning, right? Move out of ideas of right and wrong and into the heart. So in some ways, you could forget about complicated Buddhist teachings around emptiness and uh, Nibbana, awakening, and really just do this simple practice of coming into the heart. That true spirituality is of the heart. And actually, your heart already knows this love. It's not anything that you don't know. It is intrinsic to us. It is the Buddha nature sometimes it's talked about. And of course, I understand completely, we all have our share of greed and hatred and delusion, but we also have these hearts that have this vast, amazing capacity of spaciousness and openness. And this love that I'm talking about, this heart that I'm talking about, is much older than Buddhism. It's, um, there's no Zen Without this love, there's no Theravada and spirit rock without this love. This building actually was built from people loving the Dharma, right? This bigger thing. That unconditional love um, is really at the heart of what we're practicing here. It, it can be scary, unconditional love can be scary too. That's why today we're breathing in courage and out strength, or did I say it the other way? Breathe in strength, breathe out courage, right? right? It takes courage. It takes heart to turn towards those frozen spots in ourself and our loved ones. As soon as we're judging someone, whether it's ourself or other, we've blocked intimacy. Judgment blocks intimacy. And this is an invitation into intimacy which contains imperfections, which contains vulnerabilities. It takes such courage. And you're all here, right? And we're all here, and we show up anyway, and it takes courage, and we need our friends to help us. The love can melt the frozen. Love can melt resistance and rigidity and fear. And that there is grace, actually, in our lives. And that when we begin to practice this phrase, may all sentient beings have peace in the causes of peace. Or if we're doing the more traditional, may you be safe. Or may all beings know peace. Like We begin to train. We begin to train. And we can see that that actually that wish is in our own heart. That it's in your heart. Even if you don't feel it at times, right? That wish to wish it. And that we can repeat the verse... It's the mantra of all mantras. And you recite it until you begin to feel the meaning and the spirit of the simple words. And you see that that is in your own heart, that it's not separate. 
And that's what happiness is, or you could even say that that's what Nibbana or awakening is, is when your mind, when your heart begins to flow, when there's grace, when those frozen spots begin to melt, that sense of grace. And in that sense, Nibbana or Nirvana awakening is right here. It's alive. It's a sense of flow. Sometimes we hear the words, uh, awakening is the cessation of suffering. That sounds so dry, right? What does that mean, the cessation of suffering? Or if we let go, the, the, the freedom comes from letting go or cessation. But another way to look at it is that love is this Uh, That awakening is this flow of love. It's this state of flow. That it's not about coming to a spot someday in the future where there's no suffering. It's about now. Connecting to your heart, to that flow. Letting that grace of that river Ganges come and flow through you. That awakening is not a grand attainment that you can get but it's always alive inside of you. It flows with your heart, the love of your heart. In your belly, maybe. You can feel it in your belly. It's not static. So really, we endeavor to try and invite everyone into our hearts, even those difficult people. There are some political figures right now that are difficult. This is a tall order. This is a very tall order, right? It takes courage and strength. But we're inviting all of the people into our heart. It doesn't mean that we become doormats. I think that could be maybe next week's talk. Sometimes compassion is talked about as being fierce with a strong sword. But we are actually trying to invite everyone into our hearts. The enemy, the loved one, the whole of humankind. So that there's no division, no other. We other, other people... We other people we don't understand out of fear, and it causes divisions and hatred and um, suffering. So you can practice this mantra at any time. May all beings have happiness and the causes of happiness. Just at any time. In line at the grocery store, here in your meditation. Just at any time. And that you have been preparing a long time for these words. Yes, your whole life preparing for this love. And you can begin to see that green Tara with her compassionate heart is not separate from you, that she is in your heart, that the divine is in your heart. And the world becomes no longer unfriendly. The world is your home where you can relax. And life becomes your true companion that you can surrender to with devotion. And then here, also, there is the possibility of inviting the challenges because those places are the opportunity to practice love. It's radical. It's a different way of looking at things. But those challenges, those frozen spots, those dark spots... That's your opportunity to practice love. The obstacles become an expression of love and devotion and that we can invite and embrace everything with love. So let's take a pause.
just there's hearts behind me. Oh, the flowers, on, the leaves on the yeah, it's nice. <laughs> All right, let's take a pause. And just notice how your body's feeling, how your heart is feeling. If there's a frozen spot, that's fine too. That is welcome in this field of awareness. Notice if you have any questions or comments. I'm wondering if there are any questions or comments after that. Yes, buts are welcome too. Okay. Will you say your name first so we can remember? I'm Devorah. Devorah. So, I'm not sure how to ask this, but um, a broken heart right now. Mm. And working with that energy of like moving into that place of love and not anger and you know all that stuff. That negativity. When it's so fresh, I don't know how to activate it without it feeling inauthentic. Yeah. So what, when you were speaking, what came to me was this learning that I've been doing recently of actually uh, accepting the angry, disappointed, betrayed parts. To, like, it's not about loving. It's, it's about loving those parts so that it's not inauthentic. Does that make sense a little bit? Like loving the parts in ourselves that have those yeah. stuff. Yeah, like parts. that's how you are right now and that's okay because that's part of the process. And um, we have in this tradition teachings around our ethical behavior. So um, like if your heart is angry, raging, like that's an angry, raging heart does not mean that it has to spit out onto other people. In fact, if we can be with it, then it can transform naturally. Whereas if we're like, I'm not going to be like that. She said love. I'm going to get rid of my anger. She said love. Love's the opposite of anger. Then it can seep out because it's inauthentic like you're pointing to. So it's this razor's edge. It's this dance of, of, of um, acknowledging and loving those parts too. Not necessarily it, acting on them. Sorry, go ahead. No, yeah. go ahead. I was going to say not necessarily acting on it, but respecting, respecting the heart's process. The whole thing. Yeah, for me, I think it's just accepting the like opposition that's there. It's like yeah. that process of like forgiveness, but anger, and just going back and forth with it, and just being like, and not suffering of the like, um, you know, the, almost the suffering of the acceptance of everything that's coming at you. Yeah, you know? yeah, beautiful. But thank you for sharing because I think we all know what a broken heart is, and that um, that tenderness. And uh, this process, it's not, 
Like, it sounds so neat and tidy when I give a talk, right? It sounds so neat and tidy. It's not always so neat and tidy. It gets real messy in the, in the dungeons of the heart as we move through things. Yeah. Thanks. If I change from the personal to the political, just is that going to change it too much? Well, let's see. Let's try. Okay. If, um, yeah, we'll because try. Because I started... I've been thinking about this town in, I think, Germany that has turned, um, when they had their radical groups come in, they turned it around. So I was trying to think of how San Francisco could turn things around. And what if everybody came, all different colors of people, all different kinds of people, maybe even wearing the same kind of shirt that had pictures of everybody, and held hands, Mm. just held hands, and didn't because what we're afraid of is the violence is going to be from both sides, right. actually. He right. is actually right about that. There was a right. little bit. But he wouldn't be able to say that if we all just held hands yeah. and just felt the love between all of us. And right. just because it's a small group where there's so many more of us. Yeah. And if we could just show that. So anyway, yeah. that's anyway, that's beautiful. And I think what you're pointing to is that teaching that uh, hatred never ceases by hatred, but by love alone. It, it gives power. Yeah. It gives power. The yeah. more hatred we bring to that. Yeah. It, the more but, and that said, actually, I mean, this week I've been talking to people, friends of mine that are very dedicated, like, deep spiritual practitioner people and they're reporting to me lots of anger and so I'm like that that's interesting to me um anyway that's interesting to me and I still hold quite clear that love you know hatred never ceases by hatred but by love alone and also we have like not to be Pollyanna about this teaching like we do have greed hatred and delusion all of us do in our hearts and which do we feed? Which do we feed? And how can we turn? How can we turn to the love? And how can we support that in each other too? Because it's it's tough. It's tough, right? And it's tough right now, right? Like it's tough. Yeah. Anybody else? I heard, I saw another hand. I thought I saw three hands over here. No. Yeah, all the way over. <laughs> I think the frozen part is good today because I think with some of the stuff that's going on, um, everything from a broken heart to <laughs> to uh, facing, you know. A, right. These a, are both big, actually big examples. Yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe a political rally in San Francisco with yeah. Ku Klux Klan. I've mean, never in a million years that I think that would happen. Yeah. But I think the way I kind of deal with it is I try and say, I can only hope that the people that are involved in the hatred will someday be able to feel that they are haters and that they can feel that they're, they've done, you know, hatred in the world and they can have remorse for it. And I think I can't think of a bigger payback for dealing out, you know, hatred to the world than to actually feel what you've done. So that's sort of how I've come around to it. Yeah. Feel the suffering. It gets me unstuck. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good. Anybody else? I feel like we should end with a chant or something. Maybe 
Um, I have to think about what I want to do. Let's, you can put the mic down. Let's actually just put the arms up in the air. Big, just big stretch. Mm-hmm. And let the hands come down. You can um, either close your eyes or if that's not comfortable, just gaze down. It can be closed or gaze down. Breathe in courage and breathe out strength. So we're going to end today with... um, We're going to end... Let's see. Let's do announcements and then I'll do the closing. That's what we'll do. Uh, are you doing announcements? Sure, I can. Yeah. Um... Oh, yeah. So thank you. I couldn't do this class without the volunteers. The volunteers are great. They help us stay together. Um, and then uh, I'm doing a day long here at Spirit Rock in two Sundays. Not this Sunday, but the following Sunday, August 27th, if you're interested in basically doing what we just did for the whole day um, with some like restorative yoga in the afternoon and some outdoor time, too. Um, okay, so we're going to close. We're going to close with uh, three sounds. This one is O, so put your arms up. It'll be O, and then ah, the hands here, and M, the fingertips on the floor. So sending blessings out with the O to the world, sending prayers and blessings for yourself, and send, oh, if you're on the chair, you can't feel the floor, but reach your hands down. So either touch or reach towards the floor, sending prayers and love and blessings to this earth. Okay? And we'll make all three sounds on one breath. And we'll do it a bunch of times. And I'll tell you when it's the last time so you don't have to worry about doing it by yourself. Okay? Big inhale for the world. <laughs> oh. beings everywhere have happiness and the causes of happiness. So much. Could not do it without you. I hope to be here next Thursday. If you are around, please come again um, and enjoy the eclipse in the meantime.
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.